Up next on our top 20 episodes of the year 2020 is Sharif Ziad from MW Therapy. He breaks down the need to haves and the nice to haves for your practice EMR. Whenever a uh, clinician is set to open their own practice or if you just finally get fed up with whatever you're using, you always start shopping around. But what needs to be in there? Well, Sharif has been working within the health IT space for over 15 years, spending the bulk of that time working with PT practices. He's a business director at MW Therapy, which is a complete PT software package where he works on many different things, including communicating with PTs and staff on a daily basis about what they need in their EMR. He runs us through a checklist about the nice-to-haves and the need-to-haves to make your practice and your day and your patient interactions run a little smoother on our top 20 episodes of 2020 on PT Podcast. This is not about fear. So compliance is important, but it shouldn't be that basically you're so worried about it that it's everything. You want to have a system that facilitates you doing what you need to do. We always get wary when you know we see out there in the market compliance being used as a fear-driven tool to sell a system. It's got to work. The features need to be there. They're important, but it should be about enabling the compliance, not about using it as sort of a fear factor. And that's an important thing to us here. We talked to Sharif Zeed of MW Therapy. He's been, uh, he's been working with with EMRs, electronic medical records, for more than 15 years, working directly with PT practices to make sure the software that you're using, well, is seamless and doesn't give you any problems. We go through a proper evaluation of an electronic medical record in real life, including the must-haves and then the really nice add-ons that you can get as well. Really, really tactical takeaways if you're a clinician who is opening your own practice and thinking, oh man, now I need to pick an EMR? What do I need to look for? Or you're working for a clinic where you're going through a transition saying, you know what, I'm just fed up with the CMR. I need something better. There must be something better. We look inside of what you should be paying attention to now and coming in the future. This episode is brought to you by Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Johnny Owens and his team integral in the uh, PACER project, lending their expertise about BFR in the application in treating patients post-COVID-19. Find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. Broadcasting to physical therapists around the world. Heard in over 135 countries with more than 1 million downloads and counting. This is this is the PT Pinecast. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. May I introduce? Please allow me to introduce you to. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Next episode of the PT Pinecast starts right now. We bring on, well, an expert, somebody who lives and breathes EMR for a living, Sharif Zeed. Sharif, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, this is your world. This is your sphere. We were sitting around talking about what's a topic for an episode we haven't touched on yet. I think electronic medical records, clinically, they're not the first thing that you think about, but that's something a clinician is going to touch just as much, if not more, than a patient. And that's your world working with MW Therapy. Uh, you know, Describe for the audience what you guys get to do over there. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much um, again for having us and I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to chat. So yeah, we've uh, we've been around for, gosh, almost 16 years now, started back in 2004. And um, MW Therapy is, is our one and only thing we do. So we live and breathe EMR all day long, but more importantly, we live and breathe it in the rehab space, serving PTs, OTs, and speech providers. So we've got this awesome um, sort of a wealth of experience dealing with different practices. And sort of what we do all day is uh, we sit around and we think about 
and then we implement how to make things better and more efficient. And one cool thing is that, you know, when you say the term EMR, we often think about that here, the term EMR, you know, back when we started, we truly were just an EMR. It was all about documentation and now it's really evolved into a, a platform. So when you talk about, you know, backbone, a backbone to a practice, you know, the EMR or practice management, whatever you call it, is an integral part of that because you're really going to run almost uh, almost everything related to the business is going to run through it. Every patient, every dollar, every visit, etc. So that that's kind of what I, I get to do a lot of business development and work with practices, work with others internally, spearhead projects, and uh, it's it's been really awesome to to yeah. work with practices internally yeah. and externally. I think your uh, I think your points are dead on because I've known clinicians who were either had an EMR and were looking to change, or they were opening a new practice. And they were trying to absorb all this information of the pros and cons, the strengths and weaknesses. And it's exactly that. It's more than just documentation. You've been doing it at MW Therapy for 15 years. And if people want to check more out about you, it's mwtherapy.com or on Twitter at MW Therapy. So we wanted to do kind of like a top 10, you know, must have. How do we go through this? Almost like Casey Kasem style. The audience <laughs> has no idea who Casey Kasem is. They're way too young, but I do. So when you when you start to talk to clinicians who are looking to adopt or to begin to evaluate an EMR, let's start with the must-haves. What's number one on your list of when you're looking in this that needs to have this to be functional in your life? Yeah, if you know the the number one um, in 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 again in 15 years of experiences, it's got to have what you need built in. And so this is one of those things where. Um, oftentimes it's it's all in the details. So you you go out there and you you hit up Google and you say, okay, EMR for PT, right? And then you find ten thousand ones. It's amazing the similarities you're going to see across the industry. I mean, they're they're you know people are coalescing around similar things, but it's really all about the details. There are many systems that have some components like okay, we have billing or we have patient portal, we have this, but really these are just integrations with other products or they were acquisitions, and so you end up with what we kind of refer to as the duct tape solution, right? You buy a whole bunch of stuff, you put it all together, you duct tape and say, hey, look, it's a single solution. So uh, one of our focuses here has been to continually build out our platform organically. And um, that's really where you get it. So if, you, if you're getting into a system and it doesn't have whether you, what you need, truly have what you need, which doesn't matter if you're a brand new startup and you're just launching this new awesome thing or you've been around for 20 years and you're trying to bring your practice, you know, streamline as much as possible. You have needs, they have to be met and they have to be met efficiently. So that, that would probably be the number one. In so my duct opinion. tape is something very, very good, but you, you want to make sure everything's built in. You're not duct taping solutions together right off the start. Yeah, I mean, you you would never want to, you know, if you were building a house, you'd never want to buy several several pieces and duct tape <laughs> right. them together. You'd want to build a single house and put a, one roof on top of it and say, hey, look, we, we all live here and it's yeah comfortable and, and uh, feels good and works well. Yeah, exactly. you're looking to buy a solution. That's what you should have all the core models built in. That's number one. Moving yeah. on to number two, looks like customizable templates. So number one is it's got everything. Number two, you kind of want it to look and feel how you want it to work. Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, th this is this is it really important because it plays into a number of different things. First of all, it plays into personal preference, and that and that can't be understated. You know, if we if we come across two PTs are the same, I'll let you know. But yeah. it hasn't happened in fifteen years, and so there is no formula for you know perfect documentation. There are tenants, and there are things you need to include. But there's nothing that says it has to be in this order or done in this way or document. I mean, you look at Medicare, which is often a focus for compliance. They don't have standardized forms that, you know, right. and, and others that used to have 
have done away with them. So customization has been interesting. It was one of our early focuses. When we started, almost everybody coming was paper-based, right? They just had paper. So we, we were in the mode of always customizing documentation. And then it, you know, it's, it's come back in a big way in the last couple of years. PTs are getting trained in more different methods and ideas. So they're going taking courses. They're acquiring different equipment for their practice, and they want to fold that into their documentation. So they buy a piece of equipment, you want to document it efficiently. And then just, you know, again, presenting a good product to the referring physician or clinician. So you have a, something they like. They may want to see certain things on the notes. So customization touches everything. And there's one thing we know for sure. It doesn't matter how good a whole system is. If the clinical staff doesn't buy into it, it's yeah. going to be a failure. So that that's the really the heart of, of being customizable. Moving on to the uh, yeah. next must-have for the EMR. This is high on your list, but it makes sense. Compliance features, easy authorization and approval tracking. This is something you're going to have to deal with, and you want the EMR that you're touching and interacting with to make this part as safe, accurate, and easy as possible. Yeah, no, no question about it. Obviously, anybody in the business knows that things have gotten more and more complex over time. Medicare also, you know, likes to try things, it feels like, for a couple of years and then dump them. So, yeah. you know, you've got PQRS and FLR and all these things. So, you know, any good system is going to be continually sort of evolving with these and making these things a little bit easier and simpler. But one important point I want to bring up to you is, you know, this is not about fear. So compliance is important, but it shouldn't be that, you know, basically you're so worried about it that it's everything. You know, you want to have a system that facilitates you doing what you need to do. Uh, we always get wary when, you know, we see out there in the market, you know, compliance being used as a fear-driven tool to sell a system. It's got to work. The features need to be there. They're important. But it should be about enabling the compliance, not about using it as sort of a fear factor. And, you know, that's an important thing to us here as far as good, the philosophy. Good thing yeah. to remember. Uh, easy to use. I mean, you mentioned the the compliance features and everything, modules built in and customizable. If it isn't easy, if this is causing me to do extra work, probably going to reject it, right? 100%. And this is one of those like, yeah, no kidding. It needs to be easy to use. Duh. But really, the, what I wanted to say here is, look, you know, this is the difference between taking a, a quick demo of a system and thinking about what's going to work day to day. So, you know, you really want to think about what is looking, what is, what are you looking at and how does it look great in a, in a 10 or 15 minute period versus when you have to see 12 to 15 patients a day, get the documentation done and get the billing out of the door. And I think there's a lot to be said about customization here too, that there's a tie in between the two and um, ease of use and customization uh, go together. And then coming up a little bit as a whole, again, having all the pieces built in means that it's easy because it's all in one place and it becomes seamless and sort of just flows. Yeah, I like how that customization comes back again in terms of what's easy for me is not what's going to be easy for Sharif. So if I can customize it, it's easy for me and for you. Exactly. Yep. Something popping up new for 2020, you point out, a patient portal. So maybe with this, kind of briefly describe a patient portal because maybe not all the clinicians out there are able to oh, use yeah. it. Sure. And then why is it why does it make your list? Why is it so important? Yeah, I, I think you know when you talk when you think about one of the um, ways to to drive efficiency, it's in and convenience and sort of patient experience. You're always talking about you know what is the patient doing from their end? What are they seeing? What is their perception of your practice? And patient portal basically can encompass a variety of things, but we're talking about patient registration, online patient scheduling, patient bill pay, doing outcomes online, all of these sorts of things. 
the most amazing thing about a portal is that it's actually good. It's a win-win-win for everybody. So the patient, and by the way, patients are expecting more out of technology yep. as patients than they ever have before because they're used to Apple and Android and Amazon and just going on and doing whatever they want instantly on their schedule. So it's a win for them. It's a win for the perception of your practice. And it's a win because you can basically, for example, you can offload some of the time to the patient. So if they can do a history online, that's a little less time you have to spend with them during your eval, eating through that that time that you rather use treating or use for other reasons. So it's just, a, I, I think this is probably a, a huge trend, right, to continue across all of healthcare, but especially in PT, something that's going to keep growing. Yeah. I mean, you're going to start to see themes recurring, especially from the top of your list. But if it's an all-in-one solution, I'm sure you could buy a, an add-on solution for a patient portal. But does your current system talk to your your former system? And, and how's that going to work? You, again, we want to avoid that duct tape. So make sure that patient portal. And again, I think you're right. People are just expecting this now more and more. If you, if you aren't making it super easy for me, I'm going to go find someone who is. Yeah. I mean, ask everybody when the last time they wrote a check was, right? This is like, you know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, for, for, for rent and stuff like that, maybe yeah. old school, but in general, life is, you know, on, on that phone in your pocket all day, every day. Exactly. Uh, we Perfect radio segue there, Sharif. Up next on the list, <laughs> if this thing isn't web-based with a track record of, of uptime, uh, I'm not even thinking about it right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, many folks know, or, or actually maybe it's fading from memory over time, what server base used to mean. You have to yeah. buy this big thing and put it in, and now you've got to protect it. It's just impossible for the vast majority of PT practices to compete with a web-based solution. You don't want to run that IT. Um, HIPAA compliance is often a challenge. You know, who wants to be in at the practice at midnight on a Friday running updates? This is something where, you know, offloading to professionals is, is really good. And then on the front end, like you said, it enables all the features you just talked about, patient portal, but also clinicians work anywhere, anytime, iPads, tablets, all the sort of promise of technology. Uh, and, you know, it's the cloud, man. That's the cloud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you didn't get to experience that, I mean, just Google a three and a half inch floppy disk. Uh, <laughs> check out what that looked like, kids, from way back in the day. And you'll see why we're, we're so confused. But now everything is is uh, is completely web-based. Sharif Zeed here from MW Therapy. Again, that's uh, mwtherapy.com or on Twitter at mwtherapy. Really, I think this is good insight for anybody who, again, at the top of the show, we mentioned you're either opening a brand new clinic and you're trying to evaluate. This is really your your podcast version of a checklist of what needs to be included in that thing that maybe you're not thinking about. Because I think the first thing you're thinking about is treatment tables, uh, you know, what's what, what color is my my logo going to be? But this is one that you're going to have to live with each and every day when you have a, a, a clinic or if you're switching an EMR, you know why you're switching. There's something about that last unit that you had that just wasn't good for you. So let's move on down the line. Number seven must have a comprehensive demographic, not just for administrative reasons, but also to collect information to be used for marketing. This is how do I find out who's interacting with my clinicians and how do I take advantage of that information to better serve them? Yeah, absolutely. I think the other, you know, another trend that we've seen in, in our business is just an explosion of questions about marketing. So, you know, it used to be that, okay, you made a relationship with a couple of referring clinicians in your area and they basically drove your business, but things are getting um, a more transparent again, as the internet continues to proliferate patients themselves are doing things or looking for practices on their own and telling their refer maybe if they don't have direct access in their state where they want to go. And then also um, practices. And I think honestly, 
COVID-19 is going to drive this are looking to diversify. They want to have more referral sources, more products. And so a good system is going to let you track some of that stuff. What are your patient sources? And, you know, you know, it could be a variety. It could be, I, we had a couple practices that were mentioning they were doing Facebook advertising or, or hitting up uh, Google local ads and stuff like that to drive. So you need to be able to have something on the back end that tells you if any of this is working and that can help you drive future decisions. So yeah. it's not rocket science, but it's very important to have. Yeah. Your electronic medical record, as you mentioned in the beginning of this episode, is, is more really than documentation which is where it used to be knowledge is power if you've got information that you can use to help more people in your local area let's do that but if it's not easy to access if it's not easy to sort it's more of a problem you're not going to do it so if you can leverage that information for the powers of good we should we should definitely include that in something that we're looking for moving on our list number eight must have internal secure messaging what's what's this one mean yeah what is that all about so yeah this is another um another i think trend we see is more collaboration collaboration between different clinicians in the same practice or you know if you have ptas or or techs in your practice and so forth and so it's really requisite to have a way to basically go ahead and uh, message between one another um, in order to to facilitate that and the reason it needs to be secure is obviously you can't be wasting your time thinking about sending emails and, and hipaa and all that stuff and if it's if it's implemented properly it works well with the other aspects of the system again so you can quickly pull up the patient's chart and see what they got going on and so forth. So we just we just see that a lot. And um, honestly, when we added that, I don't know, to our system probably 10 years ago, we never expected it to be so popular. But as people get, again, you work together, you work as a team, team-driven approach, it, it, communication goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. And, and you could, again, you could use an, an outsourced or, or, or a third-party application to do this. I, I've known some, some practices who've used Slack-like messaging, but this goes back to the top of the list. Now you've got another program, another piece of software that's running, and you want this to be an all-in-one solution. So you know exactly that, that HIPAA word, you know it's internally secure, so you don't have to worry about that. Right on. Absolutely. All right. So that was our top eight in terms of the the EMR of the things that you should look at or things to at least uh, be checking into and asking those questions. But now about who's producing it? You know, number six on the list was making sure it's web based. And I did drop in there that line with an organization of a of a track record of uptime and uptime is making sure it's well, they're not offline because if it's offline and it's web based, well, now you've got a brick. So about the company you choose to work with. What's first on your list of things of questions you should ask? Yeah, I think um, really it's really using history as as to foreshadow the future. You know, where where where'd you come from? How long you've been around? What's your experience? So, for 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 web based providers like us and others, really you're getting two things from them. One is you're getting the software right, and that's about what it can do and what it can't do. But then you're also it's the service aspect, and that's really that is the question of. Do you have experience running web-based systems? Do you have experience securing them? Do you have a good record of investing in your infrastructure or are you cheaping out and, and causing causing problems? So I think really it, experience matters in this respect and the cloud has changed a lot. You know, that's another podcast for another day on another yeah. topic. But, you know, imagine what the cloud was 16 years ago for us or, or longer. It's, uh, was, it's an evolving world and it still is. Uh, and so new technologies emerge and so forth. And will, will, will the company you choose to work with be poised to sort of keep moving forward on security and, and stability? Really yeah, I think this is, this is definitely something to hold near and dear. Everything works great, right? When it's nice and sunny outside and there's no issues. And when there's an issue, 
that's when you want to know who you're working with. You know, who who can I call? What are, what is this person's track record? As you mentioned, when there is a problem, how am I going to get back up and running? Who who's going to have my back? So you're really paying for that as well, on top of the customization and how it looks and how it works. But you really want to pay for the people behind it and the track record of that organization because when things go sideways, you want to know that they're as invested as you are in getting back up and running. Right on. Absolutely agree. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. Do you want to improve your skills as an orthopedic physical therapist? Do you want to practice at the top of your profession? Have you ever thought about earning your orthopedic clinical specialist certification? Well, imagine how great it would feel to go into the OCS examination feeling confident and prepared that you'll pass on your first attempt. If you were given a plan that was simple to follow, if you were given lessons that were easy, easy to understand, and you were given sample tests that sharpened your skills. However you're comfortable studying, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy's Current Concepts course can make you more prepared and confident for the OCS examination. But it can't help you unless you take the first step and make the investment, and today is your chance. Go to orthopt.org and take the Current Concepts course from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. That's orthopt org and the current concepts course from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. This is the PT Pinecast. New Step created the first product of its kind 25 years ago. That was the New Step recumbent cross trainer. Now it's a mainstay in rehab with physical therapists worldwide. New Step now continues its tradition of innovation with the New Step Transit, another innovation in recumbent cross trainers for physical therapists, delivering real-time biofeedback with this piece of equipment, letting you use it in meaningful ways for awareness of physical performance, uh, goals, identifying and correcting deficits or imbalances. Take a test drive or find out more at newstep.com. That's n-u-step.com. Online at newstep.com. Let's get back to the show. Sharif Zeed here from MW Therapy. Again, that's uh, mwtherapy.com or on Twitter at mwtherapy. Next, of course, this, this I think pops up on people's list first, and I like how it's really low on your list, but still there. Because I think people rush into that price model, right? What's the cheapest? And remember, you do sometimes get what you pay for. Uh, so you you lead with fair, flexible, and transparent pricing. So not cheap, not expensive, but those fair, flexible, and transparency in their price model. Yeah. So, I mean, the word we, we like to think about is value. You know, are you getting a good value? Value doesn't mean it's the cheapest. It doesn't mean it's the most expensive. It means are you getting, you know, is it doing for you what you need it to do at a price that's acceptable? And so that that's really what it's all about. Now, as far as fair, flexible, and transparent, first of all, fair is, is really important. And what we know from experience is that PT practices are never static. You know, things are changing. You add a provider, you remove a provider, you hire somebody, it doesn't work out. You hire somebody, it works out great. So you bring on another person. And fairness is all about having a system that can scale with you and shrink with you as you go. And, uh, you know, that that's just common sense. Uh, flexibility means, you know, the ability to, to we've, ha- we've had some practices over our years that are very seasonal, so they may, they may need to scale up. So we want to be able to flex with them and then flex down. And transparency is very simple. I mean, it, it, you know, it shouldn't be overly convoluted. You should understand what happens if you need, if you're going to grow. This is really startups ask this a lot, which is good, you know, because, uh, you know, they all have big plans to have start with one person and be 100 people in two years, which is great. We've actually been fortunate to be on the ride with many practices that have done that. So super cool. Um, so transparency is just, you know, and, and simplicity. 
And a lot of vendors play with different price models, but, you know, look at the total cost. You know, what is the, what is the all-in kind of thing? I think this one really rings true number 10 on this list. Fair, flexible, transparent. This just goes in line with the relationship building. You know, you want to make sure that the organization you're dealing with is going to be fair, flexible, transparent, so you succeed. And if you succeed, they're along for the ride with you. I feel like that one is definitely something to pay attention to. Yeah, no, no question about it. And you know, you should you should always have it in writing, of course, when you move forward. And it should be very obvious. And if something doesn't if something doesn't feel right, you know, then then it probably isn't right. That's the reality. And you're right. You often you can get what you pay for. And uh, it, this isn't one to, to, to skimp on, frankly, because again, you're going to be running your business off of it. Every industry, healthcare and otherwise, there are systems like this. You know, if you're running a factory, you have a, a, an order processing system or inventory. It's the same thing. This is the heart of your, you know, it's going to be the other side of your practice. It's, uh, it's crucial. You say get it in writing. Sharif, just nailing the radio segues here. Uh, number 11, the bonus on your list is... Uh, must have no long-term contract. So have something in writing, a relationship from number 10, yep. but no long-term contract because that feels more like handcuffs and less like a relationship, unless that's the kind of relationship you're in. Yeah, um, yeah I think, um, you know, you, you just, you got to, like for us anyways here, you got to keep earning the business. I mean, that's the bottom line. It, it actually has to work. This is not like a, a sweetheart thing where you have the courting period and then you get the deal. And then if it doesn't work in two months, you say, well, too bad. You've got a nine more months left on your deal. Right. You've got to stick with it. Um, so I, I think that uh, this is certainly not encouraging anybody to try and switch systems every two months. People who switch know that that can be a challenge in an established practice. But at the same time, um, if something isn't working, then you know, then you really should be able to make the change, and the, the vendor should accept that you know they basically are on the hook not not just to get you to sign up to begin with, but that every month, day in and day out, the system's going to work and that it's going to evolve and have new features and and just sort of meet meet the meet the dream, if you will. I like how you set it up there. You want to be earning that business each and every day, each and every month with that practice. And that's where that no long-term contract is. It means that we have this relationship where I'm going to keep showing up. I'll keep paying for this service and you're going to keep improving. So I know what I'm getting, you know what you're getting, and ultimately the patient benefits. And that's how that clinic survives to, to live to see another patient. Some bonus points on your list, some nice to haves. Let's go with through these one by one marketing sure. features. We touched on that just a little bit in terms of using some of that data to be able to figure out who that patient that's already coming through the door, where they're coming through. But talk about marketing features in an EMR. Yeah, I think I would I would put marketing is split it up into two things. One is sort of tracking, which we've talked about a little bit, so we don't need to rehash that. But just kind of keeping track of where patients are coming from, and ultimately, uh, one thing I didn't mention, but is ultimately trans translating that into dollars. So you know, marketing is all about you know what what are you spending versus what are you getting. So you need to know how many patients you're getting from sources, but eventually you also need to know what that's translating to financially. Because if you're advertising, you're literally putting money out there. So you, you need to, to basically know. And the other part of marketing, I think, is really communication. So communicating with patients. There are various times when you really should be communicating with patients uh, in order to, again, give them that modern experience. So if you think about any store you buy from online. You go on their website. They have a menu, place an order. You get a nice email. Then a week later, how did you like this sort of thing? So that, that sort of thing, there are a lot of translatable points to PT and to healthcare because, again, Again, you have to earn that patient and you've got to earn the referrer's willingness to send you the patient. And so that that's the other piece of it is, is communicating with patients at various points, both throughout their care and after their care. 
to help, and it can really help drive additional business. One other thing to mention is many practices are starting to offer more cash uh, services and you see more and more hybrid practices. Yep. So your best pot of people to go for to try and sell your new cash-based services are the patients you already had, who had a good experience, liked you and know you. So it's just a natural synergy and you've got to be able to put all those pieces together. More relationship building. That should be something it. to focus on. And if it's all in one um, software product, again, less duct tape and more solutions. Another nice yep. to have, another bonus home exercise program. This is one I think a lot of uh, of EMRs didn't have for a long time and everybody was going through third parties. But if you can integrate that, that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just simple. You know, you don't want to have double entry and um, many folks want to have HEPs, you know, in their chart so that it's alongside with all the other documentation. That's just good compliance and, and good sort of practice to have everything. There's a lot of HEPs out there now and, and there are many great ones. And I think that it's another, it's just a nice thing to have, makes life a little bit easier. And uh, patients, of course, it plays into that patient experience because they love pictures and videos and apps and emails and all that stuff. And HEP is uh, probably the most visual thing you can offer your patient uh, because, you know, chart notes are text driven for the most part, right? It's all boring stuff, but yep. here's a video of what to do. And, uh, and and I think patients like that. It's cool. Yeah. Going along uh, the last one on the list here to making things easy um, and what just what we're used to credit card integration, which I think was uh, third partied out a lot of the time to try to integrate with systems. If you can't take credit card easy over an app with a patient portal over the phone or on the web, you're not living in 2020. Yeah, uh, certainly. And, and this is not a, a cash-based uh, practice thing anymore. Th this is everybody all the time. And you know what? The, it's not just good for patients. It's also very good for, for clinics because you know, what patients are paying towards their visit continues to grow. As plans, you know, shift to deductibles and coinsurances, the patient portion of the pie is no longer this like, well, you know, if I don't get the $5 copay, no big deal of 20 years ago. So you have to make it easy for patients to pay uh, and then you will get more payments out of it and easier because at the end of the day, if you're not getting paid, it's not worth it, right? And and if you're not getting paid, then you're dedicating a staff person to having to follow up and send out bills and pass due notices and all that jazz. So you want to make that as frictionless as possible. Sounds like that sounds like just making sure you get to remove that duct tape. So frictionless as possible, all in one solution. Uh, Sharif, if you were you you've said before, every system says they have everything. It's all in the details. Make sure you ask. That's how you find out, and that's why we wanted to kind of create this list with you. And it's important to remember there's no perfect system, but if you ask all those questions that we had just mentioned, make sure that you're at you're, you're getting the answers that you're looking for because we're all different. There's no perfect system, but you can find one that really enhances your practice. Yeah. I mean, you know, just speaking, you know, sort of as an industry player in this space, you know, all systems are imperfectly perfect in their own way, right? Which is a way of saying that they all have their flaws. And there is a perfect system for every practice. There's just no such thing as an, a perfect system on an absolute scale. You know, there, you will always come across something you wish it could do better. And I think you were you were mentioning, you, you were talking to some students and through their rotation, seeing different systems. There's always going to be pros and cons. And, and that's just an honest answer. No, no system. If they tell you the system's perfect, 
probably a good sign that you know something is something probably missing yeah and it's just uh you know it's something that the, the learning curve and, and a work through it sort of thing but, yeah uh, again uh sharif you can find out uh, more information about the organization he's been working with for 15 years mwtherapy.com and on twitter at mwtherapy this is the parting shot last thing we do on the show here sharif i didn't prepare you for this so get ready <laughs> okay. uh, it's called the parting shot it's brought to you by our friends at arius medical staffing if you're looking to move about the country maybe you want to be a travel physical therapist, right? Mountains, beach, Great Plains, Alaska, Hawaii, whatever is perfect for you, you can do that as a physical therapist or a PTA. And uh, now, especially in this COVID world, there are some areas that are pretty hard hit in the country that need therapists. So short-term assignments, 13 weeks, or permanent assignments. Find out what's right for you at aureusmedical.com. That's aureusmedical.com. The parting shot, Sharif, is your opportunity to leave like a mic drop moment. So <laughs> therapists were listening about the topic of EMRs. What's like the overarching theme that, uh, that you would want to leave them with? Oh boy. Um, that's a tough one. I, I think, um, the overall theme, uh, would be don't get stuck, you know, don't get stuck. You're, you're never stuck. You've, you've got to always continue improving. And if you're going to improve, then you, you know, you've got to improve every part of your practice. And that includes your software. It's uh, it's like we started talking about, it's not just like, okay, I'm just writing my notes. It's everything. And so that's not having, you know, us having sort of a big head about EMR here. It's just the reality of running a business. Doesn't matter what kind of business you're running. There's always some core tools you use, and this is a big tool in your toolbox. So don't get stuck. Get out there, take a look, see what's out there and see if you can find something that's better. And if you know what, if you can't, that's cool too, but at least you looked. It's good, good advice to have for organizations that are looking to start up from scratch or you're looking to make a change because maybe you're, you're listening along and saying, huh, the system I'm using right now isn't solving some of those questions or mm-hmm. I wish I knew some of those things before I signed them a dotted line. So Sharif, appreciate your insight here on this episode, really taking a good look at that thing we come in contact with a lot, which is that EMR. And again, check them out online at, at MWTherapy. On Twitter, mwtherapy.com. Sharif, appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I had a great time. Take care now. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com.